We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Apologize for the Saints game? To who? The Saints fans. No. God no. Okay. All right. Johnny. Welcome. Uh, I don't know why I said Johnny first. Welcome to the Butting Heads Podcast, part of Rams Talk Radio and the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Steve here with Johnny. Johnny, Johnny. The Saints, his, or wow, the Saints, distracted by the intro. The Ravens' historic streak of preseason victories ended this week. But luckily for us, the Rams' streak of preseason losses has continued. How, how are we doing? You know, I, it wasn't a huge surprise, not really. But at the same time, I was like, man, if it was any other team, I would have loved it to be the Rams to win against the Raiders. I know it's preseason, but I just, I, it's just that one team that I will always want the Rams to win, no matter if it's a preseason game or Super Bowl game. I guess they can't play them in the playoffs. Um, so yeah, that's that's how I'm feeling. Uh, yeah, getting spanked by the Raiders isn't a good feeling, especially when you have a lot of Raider friends just itching to text you the entire game. <laughs> well, I hope you told them that it's a preseason and it does not oh, yeah. matter. Uh, it was pretty funny, uh, you know, like the the first drive of the game, Jimmy Garoppolo trotted out there, and I was like, oh. They're playing Jimmy. That's interesting. This this will be an interesting test for the defense. Uh, and then, you know, it really wasn't interesting. They just moved the ball every play and scored a touchdown. Yeah, clearly uh, the Rams' defense is going to be a pushover. Uh, I, again, it's not completely the starting team out there. You, you don't have your number one player on defense out there and Aaron Donald. Uh, so that 
he is obviously a big factor in all of this, but at the same time, a, a good number of these guys are going to be starters. And just seeing them get picked apart by Jimmy G is, it's not a comforting feeling. <laughs> I mean, they were also picked apart by Aiden O'Connell. Yep. And you know Brian Hoyer didn't look too bad either. Uh, it looked great, but what a what a stable of quarterbacks. Uh, obviously, if you miss it this weekend, the Raiders defeated the Rams in the preseason 34-17. I don't think we really care about that. Like nobody really gives a shit about the result of this game. But there's obviously a lot of interesting things to talk about here. We started with the defense. Last week, recapping the Chargers game. So let's start with the offense. Uh, 224 total yards for the offense in this game. It was, you know, not their finest afternoon. They scored 17 points, but seven of those came on a, a Jay Kamal pick six. It start at the top with that. Well, so I will say, like, in regards to the quarterback, last week on this podcast, I said, and I'm just learning how to pronounce his name correctly, they need to, I don't need to see Brett Rippon anymore. Like, we're good. Uh, and, and they listened. They played Stets to Bennett from the start. We saw Rippon a little bit at the end. His defense, he went four for four um, for 14 yards. So not a very inspiring four for four. Took the only sack in this game for the Rams. But Bennett in this one, 15 to 24 142 yards, uh, no touchdowns, and interception. He had run for a touchdown uh, on his only rushing attempt of the game on a really, because I'm sure most of the Bennett talks not going to be that positive right now. Uh, his touchdown was re- a really nice play read option in in the red zone near the goal line. Uh, really nice touchdown there. But, you know, it's crazy that he only had nine incompletions because – they were nine pretty loud incompletions uh, slash the interception. Not the finest day for him. You know, he looked a lot more like a fourth-round pick in this game than he did last week. And, yeah, I stole a lot to like here, I think. He did make some decent throws. Um, his pass to, to Xavier Smith was a highlight. He seemed like in the first half he took a – page out of Matthew Stafford's playbook and only targeted one receiver because it felt like there was a driver they threw the ball to Tyler Johnson every single play. Uh, Bennett, did make, he did make some plays, but uh, those inks, that interception was an atrocity. And some of those incompletions were like thrown in the dirt near nobody. It was uh, a, a tough day for, for our guy Stetson. Yeah, Bennett kind of came down from, uh, from uh, you know, his uh, heavenly spot for a minute. And uh, it, it is a reminder that, you know, Bennett is – he's not intended to be Matthew Stafford's replacement. Like some people were alluding to last, last week when he did fairly well against the Chargers. I think – a lot of people just get sold on the hype a little bit and just overreact. And now I'm going to kind of go on the reverse here. 
because there was quite a few people after the game saying Stetson Bennett sucks, that the Rams made a mistake, and it's like, wow, this is completely different than last week. Um, no, th- this isn't a time to panic for Stetson Bennett. He didn't have a great outing. It is his second time playing on a professional level. Just don't overreact, guys, from well, either perspective. The takeaway on this is this is a rookie that is still learning, and he is going to have some growing pains. Um, no matter how poised he is, he's he's still got to learn from a NFL level as well. So um, there was there was a few plays that you could take away saying that you know, he he is learning and he is improving in some regard. And there are some where you like, okay, he, he needs to step back a little bit. He needs to uh, um, maybe not try and force something, which I feel like has been a big issue that we've seen in both games, is that he tries to make something happen when nothing's there. And in the NFL, they, they make you pay. Defenses will make you pay every single time. So um, hopefully this is uh, another lesson for him and uh, uh, Sean McVay can kind of get to him to be like, yes, risks have to be taken from time to time, but only if it's a worthy enough risk. Yeah, and honestly, like the the interception was bad. Like the risks are, you know, half of it, but a lot of the throws were just kind of bad. And, in regards to the draft pick, like, I'm not going to call him a bust. Obviously, that's dumb. But this was also a pretty dumb draft pick. Like, not, nothing against Bennett as a prospect even. But, like, you look at the, the guys we're talking about here, and I'm sure when we get to the defense, you could have thrown a dart at an edge rusher, at a D lineman, at a linebacker, at a cornerback, at a safety, uh, and they threw it at a quarterback where – for the next couple of years, their quarterback is either Matthew Stafford or their quarterback is not on the team. You know what I mean? It was just, and I think on the pod, like we weren't too like negative about this pick. I mean, I de- we definitely were a little bit, but it, we were more happy that they made smart picks on day two, that it was kind of like if McVay is going to fuck around and do something ridiculous, like they've done in every draft he's been a part of and they waited till the fourth round to do it. That's fine. But um. Yeah, it, it's obviously too early to tell on him, and like all he really needs to become is a good backup quarterback because he's never going to be the starter. Um, but whether he's backing up Stafford for the next couple of years or whether he's backing up whoever they draft if they give up on Stafford, um, which I don't. I mean, we all hope they won't. Still, still a lot to learn. But like you said, it, he is learning and. It's not, I mean, to write him off to this game is dumb. But I think we can, at least for the foreseeable future, write him off as Matthew Stafford's replacement. That should have never been a factor to begin with. Agreed. Which is part of the reason why it was kind of dumb to to draft him where they did. But it's okay. Um, Other players have looked good. Uh, And, yeah, I mean, we could talk about the receivers, circle back to the rest of the offense. New face in this game that we didn't see last week was Davis Allen, I believe a fifth round pick at tight end out of Clemson. Looked great. Uh, um, yes, yes, he was. Yeah, fifth rounder. Um, 
I yeah, I I, I always get hesitant because I feel like I've been calling Zach Evans a fifth rounder, and I'm pretty sure he's a sixth rounder. He is. Um, Allen looked great, man. Uh, really solid day from him. One of our in the top five of players in this game on Pro Football Focus on the offense with a 71.7. They were targeting him a lot. He had the most targets on the team, despite what I just said about Tyler Johnson. Uh, but he caught all eight of his passes for 53 yards. Some of them were little dumps. Uh, his highest catch of the day was 15 yards, but that 15-yard catch in traffic was a really nice play. Um, he runs hard. He seems like he's got good hands. I think, you know, currently he's the fourth string tight out and I guess because for some reason we have to give Hunter Long the respect that he doesn't deserve but I really liked what we saw and I think you know I hope I hope he plays a little bit this year I mean we'll see what kind of strides Hopkins has made um if you can't catch my drift here I'm completely out on Hunter Long but the it I mean like what are we doing what are you fucking doing? <laughs> this guy, though, uh, I like what I saw in Allen. And uh, a guy I'm you can hopefully be optimistic about as a contributor on this team in the future. So the, the thing about Davis Allen, and I was absolutely stoked to see him out there, is uh, pretty much when Rams drafted Allen, the idea is this guy is going to be um, – kind of a safety blanket for Stafford um, either this year or in the future, because that's kind of what his role was at Clemson was being a target out in the middle of the field or being a, a big red zone target, which is something the Rams have lacked seriously for years. So uh, bringing in Davis Allen was smart in that regard. And, you know, he, he has played that role in Clemson so well for the past couple of years so for for the Rams to have him here and him, you know, kind of seemingly picking up the offense re- relatively well, I, I think that's a good sign. You know, I, it's still a mystery if this guy is going to play or not, uh, you know, or going to see a lot of playing time, I should say, because I do think they'll throw him out there. But I do I, – I was really impressed. Uh, he – seemed kind of fearless out there. Um, and, and I like that, you know, there was absolutely zero hesitation when he went after the football and, um, you know, I, I think that's definitely going to be a, a huge factor for this team uh, because we really don't have that kind of tight end on the roster and we can hope Hunter Long will pan out for that. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's based, really hard to say what quite. we have in Hunter Long. It's, I mean, he hasn't been out there because of injuries. So, uh, I don't know. Hopefully, he hasn't, yeah. he hasn't been out there anywhere. He wasn't out there in Miami either. Thank you. Oh, man. <laughs> Steve we traded Jalen Ramsey. We traded Jalen Ramsey for Byron Young and Hunter Long, and I haven't gotten over it. Yeah, I, I mean, when you put it like that, damn. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not gonna say anything about Hunter Long just yet because 
I feel like we haven't seen enough of him to really make a judgment quite yet. Will he ever be worth Jalen Ramsey? Of course not. But the reality is, is that Ramsey's gone. We have Hunter Long, and hopefully he can pen out to something. But, uh, yeah, until we actually see him out there on the field, it's really hard to judge on my end anyway. Um, and, you know, we know what we have with uh, with Higgs. You know, Higby is going to do his thing if he's healthy. Um as far as Bryson Hopkins is concerned, you know, based on camp and, you know, Sean McVay's comments, it seems like he's progressing, but how much is that coach speak or how much of that is uh, factual? Um, So far in preseason, I haven't seen, has he even performed in preseason? Did they have him out there? He hasn't played. Um, And I saw that he was getting some praise in, in practice the other day. So I don't, Think he's hurt? He might like I'm not yeah. sure. I Hunter Long is hurt. Um I know that. Yes. But I'm not I'm not sure about Hopkins. So yeah, we'll see about Hopkins. Maybe that is a good sign. The fact that they're not willing to put him out there if it, considering he isn't hurt. Uh but you know, as far as Davis Allen is concerned. This is a positive sign because should Hunter Long not pan out, should Bryson Hopkins not pan out, you have an option right there, uh, another potential weapon for Matthew Stafford, and that's that's exactly what we were hoping for out of him. And um, yeah, we'll see. You know, this is just preseason action for now, but uh, you know, come uh, regular season, hopefully we can see him out there, especially in the red zone targets. Yeah, I, I would love to see him get some run. I mean, um, Higby's in a contract year. Hopkins is in a contract year. I don't think – Higby maybe. I don't think either guy, unless they have a huge year, will be particularly expensive to bring back. But um, we have a lot of needs. And, I mean, if Allen looks like he could be the starter next year – I mean, he definitely doesn't look like that yet. I'm not going to proclaim that after one game. But at, at time will tell. Um let me make a bold prediction here and say that we're never going to see Hunter Long play in a Rams uniform. Wow. <laughs> I think that Steve uh, Steve really chose uh, chose to really rip uh, Hunter Long a new one here. I, j- I just watched this game, and, you know, I'm just – I can't with that. We got a lot of – the team's not good, and the fact that we're <laughs> – like. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I'll leave Hunter Long alone for the time being. Uh, Xavier Smith made a really nice catch in this game. I couldn't tell if it was like a perfect pass by Stetson Bennett or a bad pass. Like I couldn't tell, but it was a great catch by Xavier Smith. I would say it wasn't uh, a terrible pass, but it wasn't a perfect pass. Yeah. Well, he put it, I guess, right where it needed to be and it worked out. Um, other than that, yeah, we mentioned Tyler Johnson. You look at the snap counts from this game, and Demarcus Robinson played 91% of the snaps, and Tyler Johnson played 89% of the snaps. So I, um, Ben Skronik played, played 31 for reference. Lance McCutcheon played 9. So, I mean, he's he's not making the team. Uh, yeah. There's McCutcheon no way. stays are done. Yeah. But it's, it's like – 
do you think looking at the snaps and Puka Nakua didn't play in this game? I think he's healthy. Like I think they just held him out. Um, he's kind of a made of glass type guy, so they might have they might have just seen enough. But with Robinson and with Johnson, like what do you make of how many snaps they played in this game? Like, do you think it was just them trying to give? Stetson Bennett as much help as he needs which is probably where I would lean do you think it's them letting these guys battle it out for a roster spot or do you think it's them being treated just straight up as camp bodies because you had the top four receivers didn't play in this game allegedly top four well I I think it's a combination of of all of the there because uh yes I I do think that um they wanted to kind of give Stetson Bennett, uh, uh, you know, a good clean look at, you know, some some really good, or maybe not really good, but some, uh, you know, better receivers than say an undrafted free agents, you know, or just undrafted free agents, and that's usually what it is. Is you know the Rams looking at undrafted free agents this time around? They actually have veterans out there, so. Um, there's kind of no excuse for, for uh, you know, weapon-wise anyway, for for uh, Stetson Bennett. On the other side of the equation here, um, Sean McVay also did mention earlier that uh, earlier this week that he envisions only carrying uh, five to six wide receivers on this roster, which, if you really do the math, that doesn't leave a whole lot of room here and yeah, that's one of them it would also make huh that's either zero or one of them because like you said cup jefferson atwell puka uh and i would say probably ben skoranek are making the roster yeah so that's where it becomes a bit challenging because you know if that's the case you're only and that surprised me when he said that because five to six you know, uh, six would be okay, I guess. But if you're leaning more towards five receivers, you have you have quite a few guys there that uh, would appear to be locks for this roster. So, do you really need to trot out guys like Tutu Atwell or Puka um, Nakua? You know, these guys are making the roster. So why have them out there? Uh, so maybe this is sort of a competition also. Do you keep Demarcus Robinson? Do you keep Tyler Johnson? Uh, You know, especially if that's kind of where they're leaning towards. Um, Do you think, you know, think Skoranek is a lock? Because he only played 31% of the snaps in this game. Um, But I would lean towards being a lock. I feel like he is a lock because when I view Ben Skoranek, it isn't simply just a receiver. You know, this is, uh, you know, more of a utility player. I think that's what we decided last week, right? Yeah. It was like a instead little Swiss of, Army knife. Instead of gadget. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I like that better. <laughs> okay. So uh, Ben Skoranek is more of a utility player, whereas, you know, Sean McVay can utilize him as a fullback, utilize him as a, uh, situational tight end, um, that's valuable. You know, that's very valuable. This isn't just a receiver. So 
in that regard, you you want to keep a guy like that on the roster. Um, so I'd be shocked if Ben Skoranek isn't on the team um, in favor of, say, uh, Demarcus Robinson or Tyler Johnson. Um, but that's going to be a really tough decision if they decide to go this route because both uh, I, I would say that Demarcus Robinson had the favorable uh, training camp and uh, Tyler Johnson so far has had the favorable preseason. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Robinson was a better player, better at least prediction coming into it. I mean, he, the, he was the leading wide receiver on the Ravens last year with 458 yards, which is just like insane. <laughs> um, well, Johnson has kind of bounced around, but I mean, if I had to pick one of them today, I clearly Johnson for me. He looks he looks great. Um he does. And yeah, he does. I don't know if, I don't know if you need to keep both. You definitely need to keep six. I would say because there's a lot of injuries in those four out of those five guys we just talked about. And so like and I mean I guess with Johnson too if you keep him. But I I, I like him there. It it would be I think our funniest podcast we've ever done Johnny if after Tutu Atwell once again getting the not playing in the preseason treatment he plays like six snaps in week one we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with Indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. <laughs> yeah. Uh... I um because if they're sitting if that, Puka, like that means you feel good about his role, and he's probably he might be the third guy, and like I don't know I I don't think Tutu needs to play, but it's bizarre to me that he's and I guess like to a lesser extent Bryson Hopkins, but bizarre that that guy is getting the you don't need reps treatment. And especially when like John Johnson played in this game. Yeah, that's, that's another, uh, at least with Johnson, I feel like that's more to get him in football shape rather than agree. Try out. Yeah. I'm not, but, I'm not upset that he played. Uh, no, not at all. But um, as far as, as far as two, two, I think it kind of depends on what, what you're going by. If you're going by the, coach speak of Sean McVay saying, Oh, Tutu is going to be a complete wide receiver. And you're going to see him catching, you know, the balls in the middle of the field as well as, you know, uh, going deep. And I'm like, no, he's not. 
if you're you're either signing a death sentence to 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 outlaw if you're doing that or you're just blowing smoke which is exactly what he's doing um tutu is a a down the field slot receiver that's exactly what tutu is so he will uh considering that if the play calling is where it needs to be uh, Tutu will be a guy that you trot out there to, you know, stretch the field a little bit. And that that's going to be his role. That's that's what his role is always going to be. If they felt like he was going to be a guy that's going to be an every down receiver, I'm not sure what the hell they were thinking. <sighs> We've been saying that for years. Um, and I hope this is a year where we get to eat crow on Tutu. Because I'm ready for it, man. I will have a buffet of crow about Tutu Atwell. I'm I'm ready to do it. I don't think I'm ever going to have to do it. Um, <laughs> move on to the running backs quick. Not much to break down here. Uh, good game for your boy Ronnie Rivers. Nine carries for 42 yards, 4.7 yards of rush. Uh, longest carry was eight yards, so that was a real 4.7 yards per rush, which is cool to see. Uh, meh. Day from Zach Evans, eight carries for 20 yards. It's about really all. I don't really have any thoughts on this. Um, based on the similarly bizarre preseason treatment that Kieran Williams is getting, I don't think we're going to see a lot of Zach Evans week one if he even touches the field. I mean, it was going to be tough anyway because we figured that Cam Akers was going to be the bell cow and – uh considering he stays healthy. Um, but I I do have to give props to Ronnie Rivers because as a guy that kind of rode off Ronnie Rivers, uh, you know, he's kind of making a case for himself to make the roster. Yeah, he's, he's probably making the team. Yeah, so props there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, good for Ronnie, man. I, yeah. Any thoughts on the offensive line? I don't think there's really much to break down there. Like the big things, uh, AJ Akuri didn't play last week. He did play this week. He did play pretty well. They did, had a great day in pass protection. Um, you look at the PFF grades Avila didn't grade out great. Uh, they didn't like his run blocking in this game, but he, him and Jackson both had some really Alaric Jackson had some really positive pass protection grades playing next to each other, which is uh really nice to see and encouraging because unlike some of the positions we're gonna talk about on the defensive side of the the ball, those two are probably gonna be starters, and so it's good to see them playing well against preseason players. For sure. And and uh yeah, I, I was happy with what I was seeing from AJ Arcuri. Again, this was a guy that I was kind of writing off, and to be honest, he's played much better than guys like Horn and McClendon, who, uh, to be fair, he's a rookie, but still, you know, he played much better than McClendon has in both games combined. Yeah, McClendon was our uh, lowest graded player in this one. Um, funny enough for pass protection. And then, uh, the, the other Bruss too. Yeah, Bruss, uh, Bruss got hurt. So, 
I, I think we said enough about Bruss last week. Um, the Bruss bus. We'll see what, what happens there. I Another guy I don't anticipate being long for this team. The, he, I think he'll make it this year. Defensively, Johnny, aye, 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 uh, 440 total yards from the Raiders in this game. Um, they threw the ball all over us, 342 yards in the air, 98 yards on the ground, which I guess isn't, like, that great, but kind of really felt like they were doing whatever they wanted. Um, if we want to get into the specifics, By- Byron Young didn't play in this game, and, like, man, he must – Better be Reggie White week one because our pass rush is fucking terrible. Uh, and almost all of these guys, like, these are our guys. Like, this is the team at this position. Every other position on the defense, guys are sitting out. And I guess Young sat out. He played last week. But, like, god damn, dude. These, this is, they need to, if they have any room to add an edge rusher, like, they need to sign somebody to have any hope of doing anything this year. I, I mean, it, it kind of wasn't that big of a surprise, to be honest. It's really not surprising because, at all. I mean, you would hope that you would see a lot more, I don't know, potential in and some of these guys, and they just look awful. And, yeah, I do imagine that the Rams are probably scrapping the pennies together and seeing who might be still available that will come for the vet minimum because I don't know if they can afford anything else. Uh, yeah. Uh, otherwise, the reason why Jimmy G and Aiden O'Connell and Hoyer, the reason why all three of these guys look like bona fide starters out there is because they had all day to throw. There was absolutely zero pressure on them. And of course, any quarterback's going to, you know, feast on that. You know, I, I have all day to throw the ball. I can, you know, I can change up the play if I want to, if, if uh, you know, things aren't working out. And that kind of sucks because when you look at, at the secondary, I felt like the secondary you know, played a lot better in this game than last week. And you wouldn't know it if you looked at the stats. But the truth is, you can't expect your corners to cover receivers the entire play. You know, there has to be, there has to be an endpoint. And doing that play in and play out, it's... um, it's not a good sign for, for the season because even with Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald can't be the only guy causing pressure. No, and yeah, and like you could, I mean, he already gets double teamed every game. He's like, you could sure. double team him and then have the running back sit there and be like, just look at him. And you'll probably be fine if like these are the guys around him. Um, I mean, Robert Quinn, still a free agent. Akeem Hicks, Melvin Ingram, uh, Carlos Dunlap, JPP. I guess he's not really an edge rusher, but um, there are guys out there. 
You know, I think Quinn will probably sit around and get a little slightly better payday from a contender. But yeah, like and in the secondary, it's to me, it's less of a concern because and we'll talk about specifics, but like the guys that are going to play for us this year all looked pretty good in this game. You know, and and a lot of guys didn't, but it wasn't really guys that are going to be relevant come week one that looked bad. Like, another great day for Trey Tomlinson. I thought John Johnson looked really, like, nice in this game. Um, Russ Yeast, I didn't think, had a bad game. But then, like, when you're looking at who's getting Quinn Lake to, I was actually definitely thinking of him over Yeast. They both looked okay. Um, The guys getting beat were, like, like they were just targeting to to Mar- poor to Marcus Davis the entire game, uh, and he was getting destroyed. And like Jordan Jones was getting beat up, and like those guys aren't going to make the team, so it's not really a concern. But when almost all of your edge rushers that are starting in Week One are playing, and we got well one sack, we sacked Brian Brian Horror once, uh, Keir Thomas got it. It's like. It, it's just not not good. And, yeah, like, Aaron Donald's going to make a big difference. And in the run defense, like, him and Ernest Jones are going to make a big difference. And in the secondary, when you're playing your actual guys, you know, I'm not going to – we'll see how the cornerbacks look come week one. Um, but, yeah, this is – it looks like it's going to be as big of a concern as we all expected it to be. Uh, there's no, like, magic going on right here that we didn't see coming. And there is some magic, and it's like, not to go back to Stetson Bennett, um, and this isn't Stetson Bennett's fault, but you look at the guys who performed in this game. Davis Allen was a fifth-round pick. Trey Thomason was a sixth-round pick. Maybe you could have tried to take another guy in the fourth round at edge rusher to just throw a dart, um, but we used it on a guy who, if our quarterback is healthy and good, won't touch the field this year. Um. Yeah, I mean that's the end of my rant. Trey Tomlinson, dude. How about we talk about him? Another fucking great game. Uh, looking like he actually might end up starting in some capacity in Week One. I think he will play like a a quite a bit. I I think Tomlinson is going to be a bona fide starter for us. You know, uh, maybe not Week One. Uh, though I wouldn't be surprised if he is week one starter. But um, you know what? This guy, he plays like a stud, man. This guy plays like a star. And sometimes that's what you need, especially being a cornerback. This guy does not play like the height that he is, which I think is like, what, 5'7", or something like that? Yeah, he's small. Yeah, he tiny dude. So the fact that he plays much bigger than he actually is, I – I don't. I don't care how tall the guy is. If, if he ends up uh, being, you know, this uh, aggressive out there, he's gonna, you know, frustrate the hell out of a lot of these receivers. He may lose a few battles that are against guys that are like six, four, six, five, but um, in the end, it won't matter too much when you have uh, his kind of capability, and you know that that's what you really want from a six round pick so if this guy even becomes a starter you're already sitting pretty but this guy looks to be one of the steals of the draft for sure 
He's 5'9". You sold him a little short. But, like, yeah, man, if he can be, like, the third cornerback reliably, that's a massive win. Um, and, like... Sold him short. I, <laughs> and, like, on, on the flip side of how Les Need and company have done in the draft drafting, um, like, edge rushers, they've always done a pretty good job of finding somehow productive secondary guys late in the draft now not fully because if eagle-eyed viewers like me watching the condensed game two hours ago noticed uh number 28 on the raiders made a tackle and they go by the way that's not josh jacobs that's former ram david long and this was in like the third quarter and i was like yikes yikes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's uh wearing a jersey of a guy who's definitely making the team and playing in the third quarter of this game is yikes yeah that uh that says a lot and keeping in mind the raiders depth chart at cornerback isn't exactly stellar uh yeah, that that just that right there kind of shows you the Rams' luck with drafting cornerbacks. Although, to be fair, you know Tomlinson looks like he's going to be a stud. So I would I would that. say I would say they have a lot more success drafting cornerbacks. Um, David Long was, I think, one of the only like big misses there. Because I mean, even you go back to unless Need's been here for a decade, like. They like Janoris Jenkins, Tremaine Johnson. That draft was huge in in building out that defense for a couple of years, um, and making the team mildly respectable. Uh, and then um, hasn't been as great after that. But like Joiner was the cornerback. Um, I don't know. I, I have hope for Kobe. Kobe Durant, who hasn't played this preseason yet, he's been injured. Um, wait, has he been injured? Darian Kendrick definitely has been injured. Um, Kendrick's the one that's been injured. Yeah. The uh, Kobe Durant, they're just sitting out. That's kind of crazy, too. But uh, I guess given how banged up the room has been, and, and Witherspoon hasn't played either. Kyle Witherspoon, he's been banged up, but also... Uh, I'm with it. Yeah, he he needs to not play because he never plays. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's... Like, Trey Tomlinson, I think, is the only cornerback that's really played this preseason that matters. And it's nice that he's been a bright spot. I thought John Johnson looked pretty good too. I mean, it's not that meaningful snaps, but I uh, made it. I remember making a really nice tackle. Looked, looked pretty productive. Um, I think he's going to start for sure. And you know what? Robert Rochelle didn't look yes. too bad either. I knew I was forgetting someone. Uh, he had a nice game. We got to give him his day. And he didn't play that much. Um, I think when we were kind of getting torched, it was more Jordan Jones to Marcus Davis leading the charge out there, Cameron McCutcheon. Um, Rochelle looked pretty good. This is the best football I've seen him play in like two years. No question. And uh, it, it was a shame about uh, Jones because he, he looked um, – he looked like he was uh, performing relatively well last week. And then this week, I, I mean, even to Marcus Davis, I felt like 
looked okay in uh, last week's game, and then this week he just holy crap! I I was like, is this guy even? Is this guy playing hurt? What's going on? They were man? targeting him every play, man. It was unsuccessfully. Uh, I think he gave yeah. up like 120 something yards. It was crazy. I mean, I would target him too. Yeah, that sucks, man. Poor guy. But uh, yeah, I he he's not making the team. Nope. Better football career than me, though. So. Same. <laughs> Better career than ninety nine percent of people who have ever put on a helmet. Uh, whenever, you know, you always got to remember that because it's not that fun to rip guys, except for some of them, not him. Um, Jay Cumlin had that pick six. I didn't really think he looked phenomenal outside of that, but probably going to make the team, I guess. Third linebacker. And uh, yeah. I was also just going to give a shout out to that guy with the, Zach Van Valkenburg um, was in on a lot of plays and Andrew Whitworth was very loudly cheering for his name. <laughs> um, I'll give a shout out to DeAndre Square. Yeah, he he had a uh, 90.5 for a football grade, pro football focus grade, which is crazy. He had a great game. Yeah, for me, um, seeing him because I'm curious to see if uh, if he's in competition with like a Jay Cummel, uh, because as far as coverage wise, this this guy wasn't too bad out there, you know. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, inside linebackers, obviously, kind of a weird position for the Rams because they don't keep too many primarily because they use safeties more than the inside linebacker position. Yeah. So, I think they'll keep three, probably maybe four. Max. If they, yeah. If they like a guy for special teams or something. Yeah. So uh, hopefully, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'll have to see more of Deandre square, but uh, he did catch my eye. Yeah. I mean, making a case, uh, if any, at least for the practice Whatever squad. that's worth. Hey, it's worth something to me, yeah, Johnny. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm glad to mean something to somebody. Uh, yeah, like, there's, you know, that those spots are open. Christian Roseboom, I wouldn't even say he's a lock to make the roster, but, like, he's definitely going to be the number two guy because I don't think anyone's really pushed him enough out of that position. But, uh, nope. yeah. Is there anyone, I mean, DeAndre Square might be the answer for you, that wasn't really on your radar of making the team that has popped up on it this week? Hmm. Can I cheat a little and go back to the offense? Yeah. AJR Curie. Okay. I actually think mine might be Ronnie Rivers. Like, not that he wasn't in my radar, but I didn't really seriously consider him as an as a guy who's probably going to make the team. I mean, with our Curie, I, I in fact, I, I think I said last yeah, week. Yeah, we were, we were off. Was, Yeah. So the fact that he came in this week, it was like, screw the Buttheads podcast. I'm going to show, <laughs> show them up. Uh, by all means, please shut us up. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's uh, and yeah, he looked good. Um, you look at like the guys who are going to make the team here. Just trying to count like Alaric Jackson, Steve Villa, Coleman Shelton, Rob Havenstein, Brian Allen, Joe Noteboom. Um, I guess you could toss Logan Bress in there. That's seven guys, and then like you know McClendon, Ankrum, uh, Akuri's getting himself back into that mix. I guess you could throw Zach Thomas in the mix. Uh, for those last that last spot or two, depending if they keep eight or nine, um, he worked himself back into the conversation, so it's good for him. We're rooting for everybody here, for sure, except Deshaun Watson. Uh, we're rooting for everyone on our team. Yeah, uh, <laughs> wasn't even part of the conversation. Well, I'm always rooting <laughs> against him. Um, <laughs> I drafted Deshaun Watson. <laughs> Listen, I own him. I, I, I have him in a league, too. Uh, I don't think I'll be taking him. I have him in a dynasty league. I will not be taking him in redraft this year. I'm, I'm not, I I just, I don't know. I, I, I can't do it. I don't believe in him much as a player. And I definitely don't believe him. I definitely do not believe him. Um, look, Looking at the guys who didn't play in this game, any standouts here? Um, I mean... I think Kieran Williams, 2-2, would probably be the kind of big. And Hopkins are kind of like the, well, that's kind of wild. Um, Brian Allen's still out, but he's still banged up, right? Yeah, I think I think with Allen, we probably won't expect him, even if he's healthy enough. Yeah. Just because. And even if he's a backup, we, we know what we got. Yeah. You, you don't need to trot him out there. There's absolutely zero reason. And uh, I guess, in a way, I'm kind of surprised we haven't seen Noteboom. He's been hurt. It, uh, I guess, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you pretty much hit all, all the, the players that I was thinking of. Uh, the biggest surprise for me is Kieran Williams, just because, why? For all, like, the things we said about 2-2, two, two, like, Kieran Williams not playing the preseason is genuinely fucking insane. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> like what is he earned? Like he shouldn't even be. I don't even think he should be penciled in as the second guy at this point. Like he should be competing for these with these other guys. I I mean, do you see Royce Freeman making the roster? No, I do not. Uh, I feel the same about Royce Freeman as I feel about Brett Ripon. Like we we get it. Let's move on. Um, but fine is a camp body. And it's we like I would almost rather they just played Evans and Rivers instead of him, but I guess you don't want these guys to get hurt. I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of my thoughts is you know, mate I, I think they brought him in just in case to see what life they have left in them. Particularly Freeman. I, I think they knew what they got in uh Ripen. Uh but as far as Freeman is concerned, I think they want they were hoping there was a little bit life left in him. But uh Rivers kind of destroyed any hope. Yeah, I, I think Freeman yeah. was probably just a camp body too. Um and he wasn't signed until they need to replace Sonny Michelle. Um yeah. yeah, there's been some weird stuff with Nopum actually, I, I, I forgot. Um they said he's day to day like two days ago, 
Um, but the comments were kind of weird a couple days ago. He was like, he's dealing with a little something, but didn't give any information on it. So I don't really know what's going on with him. Um, but they're saying he should, hopefully should be back soon. So he's just, it's weird there. I wonder what's going to happen, but I think he's probably, we, yeah, go ahead. We, we had some people speculating if he was going to be traded. Yeah. I think he's just kind of, I think they're going to lock him in at right guard because who else is going to play there? Well, it's not going to be Logan Bruss. I think it'll be him or Coleman Shelton. Um, and I think I'd rather see Shelton and Nopum than Allen and Shelton. Especially with how much fucking money we're paying Nopum in. I can't believe they restructured him. Yeah. Well, so that, that begs the question, would you be okay if the Rams traded Nopum? <laughs> yeah, dude. Nobody shouldn't be. I mean, it depends. What do you get back for him, though? We cut Leonard Floyd. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I, I guess... You gotta like, get something back for him, man. Realistically, like, I'm guessing logistically it would make no sense because, A, you're probably not getting much back with it for him. I mean, maybe you could if you eat a lot of that salary, but... Yeah, what would you get back to him? Like, if you were an opposing team, what would you give? Like a a fifth? I don't think you'd I mean, get more I'd, than I'd a fifth. I'd be stoked if we could get a fifth round pick for him. Yeah, but I think I'd rather just try him out at right guard because we don't really have other options. And if he gets traded, no faith in Ingram? Not really. I mean, I I think that Nopum is clearly the best option there, and I don't mind having the depth. And I don't think a I don't think a fifth round pick is worth today giving up on it. Like maybe in the off season when you can move some things around um and replace him to an extent, but it get, he gives us nice flexibility. He's not worth the money, but like even if we could dump him in clear space, like what are we gonna do with that money? I guess sign Robert Quinn. Maybe we should do it. I you sure want Robert Quinn though? Bro, <laughs> do you, would you rather see week one us tried out Michael Hoyt and Keir Thomas or Robert Quinn? Well, don't get me wrong. As far as his abilities are concerned, yes, you're absolutely right. But didn't he recently get arrested for a DUI? Uh, yeah, maybe. That, that happened? Uh, I missed that? I... If I'm not mistaken, I believe it was recently. But uh, oh, this is pretty bad. I take that all back. <laughs> Never mind. I just destroyed Steve's dreams on live on this podcast. Uh, it's okay. You informed me. Uh, I'm glad. I will stop pushing for that one. Okay. You know, it might it might lower his value. We could actually afford him now. I mean, listen, as I've said about other players in the past, somebody will probably sign him. So yep. I'm not going to be upset if they do it. Um, but his, yeah, these are not great. These are not great things to, that happen. 
assault and battery, hit and run, four counts of um <laughs> four hit and runs? What was he doing? <laughs> It, it's kind of one of those things where you read something like that and you're like, dude, you're an NFL player. What the hell are you doing? You know, this kind is of crazy. reminds me of like Alden Smith kind of situation. Yeah, this this is bad. He's, uh, he's, he's probably not playing this year. I don't know. We'll see. <sighs> what a shame because uh, dude is talented tough yeah um yeah i like i wouldn't be upset if they traded no boom but i just i don't think the return we'd get right now would benefit doing it but then again we traded Jalen ramsey for a third round pick in hunter long so <laughs> steve will not let that one go it's okay no like i just i don't know i don't know it, we, it depends what they do with the cap next year because they have to that cap whatever they use that cap space on has to be more useful than us than Jalen Ramsey would have next year. Right? Like that's kind of how I'm looking at it. And maybe it will be. Um I do have general faith in the front office for the most part. Obviously they've done a couple things I didn't like, but uh this is the most entertaining the Rams have been in twenty five years generally so I, I mean i'm a believer but hey okay um you a believer no no not particularly i'm not anti-believer um, i'm very anti-believer <laughs> well uh i think we're gonna try and record a sunday podcast after the game on saturday so hopefully you will hear us then. Um, but yeah, that's it. Have a great week, everybody. And maybe we'll win a preseason game against Denver this week. We can only hope. <laughs> ah, I should have played this champagne intro this week. That's a blunder. Okay. Goodbye. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.